There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is tracy v wilson from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on a Monday presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Michael Lombardi, the big guy on the mend. We wish Michael a speedy recovery. He'll be back talking about his Sixers sooner than later. The glue of the network, Wes Reynolds, hanging out with me. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, our buddy Will Hill, also part of the glue and the fabric of VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. He's joining us as well via Skype. Just kind of hanging out. Three dudes chopping it up, talking sports betting. Uh, sad story before we do get into some more of the sports betting. Oh, Adrian horrible. Payne, the former Michigan State basketball star who ended up being drafted in the first round, uh, passed away at the age of 31 uh, yeah, today. I that saw news, that. I was He's such a, he was such a good dude. You remember with the little girl that yeah. just, it's yeah, terrible. Little Lacey. I remember That's from right. Michigan state, the little girl that was fighting cancer. I saw that tweet come across this morning from Jared Sollinger, the yep. former Ohio state standout. Uh, of course uh, they were, I believe teammates briefly in the NBA and just very sad. I don't know the circumstances yet. I haven't been able to read up on it, but uh, 31 uh, gone way too soon. Uh, rest in peace. Adrian yeah, Payne. absolutely. Adrian Payne, 31, as you mentioned, Gone too soon, kind of nebulous as far as the details coming out right now. If we get more, we'll pass them along to you. Um, We were just talking, you know, you're there with the New York City cast, Will. uh, The Islanders, who I thought Trotz, you know, we were discussing during the break, Barry Trotz today let go by the Islanders. Uh, The the idea that Barry Trotz wasn't given a new contract when he won the Stanley Cup in Washington was wild. uh, But to be let go here, Wes Reynolds, to me is crazy. Whether it's the Golden Knights or the Red Wings, somebody's going to hire him. Chicago Blackhawks. I've heard some maybe buzz there. Uh, By the way, Barry Trotz in the playoffs over four seasons on Long Island, 28 and 21. So 57.1%. The most profitable coach in that span. Uh, I believe a $100 player, you made 1140 seven basically on uh, Barry Trotz and the New York Islanders and look defensive minded coach he always was in Nashville a little bit in Washington too even though you had the grade eight Alexander Ovechkin but yeah Barry Trotz I wouldn't think will is going to be out of work for very long yeah some of these teams that had uh you know disappointing seasons some of those coaches probably saying looking over their shoulder now saying uh-oh uh it mm-hmm. might be a, an opening where we didn't expect one and yeah it, what a shocking decision because this is an irrelevant franchise. He took them to the conference finals that bubble year. You know, they had a, a nice run there. They made it through, I think, a playing round uh, to lose to the Lightning. I think it was in six, lost game six. I think it was in overtime. Then last year, I mean, this is what, 11 months ago, 10 months ago. They're in game seven of the conference finals. They would have won the Stanley Cup. Uh, they lose a one nothing game seven to the, you know, back to back champs. And then they have a bad year and he's out. Very strange. Very surprised by it. Yeah. Maybe he's just annoying because he's coached yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. and they said they need a new voice, which is kind of a passive aggressive way of saying he annoyed us and we right. wanted him to go. Right. That so he was may- a pain in may- the ass. Maybe right? he's got yeah. a grading personality. I don't know. A little if he Jim wears Harbaugh. A, a little Harbaugh. <laughs> yes. These are our coaches that do no matter how proficient they are. They sometimes wear down an organization. But, but most good coaches are pains in the ass. Aren't Fair? they? Fair. <laughs> 
you're a good host and you're a pain in the ass, so it makes sense. <laughs> I, I am a pain. <laughs> no, I am a no, pain. No, you're not. Um, let's revisit because we only gave you a minute on it. I, I do think I agree, and I think JVT might be on uh, the Grizzlies tonight, catching that 10 and a half. You both made a great point, kind of already baked in the jaw news with the nine now up to 10 and a half. It does feel heavy. I, is it, do you just consider it, Will, an anomaly as far as how proficient, I'll use that word again, the Grizzlies have been this season without him? Because if you look at their stats and you look, you go advanced as well, the Grizzlies get better without him on the court, which we know doesn't really make sense. Doesn't make sense. And, you know, you wonder if that's the case in the playoffs. But look, I think it speaks to their depth, their athleticism. This is a good organization. You always talk about, you know, the Heat drafting well, the Warriors drafting well and developing. The Grizzlies have done a really good job drafting, you know, some of the Bain and Conchar, some of these guys just sort of off the radar. Uh, again, to your point, I think it's already baked into the number. Then he's ruled out or ruled doubtful. And I, I think you get a second move there. So to me, the 10 and a half is too much. Probably part of it is boy, golden state. If you watched them Saturday night, could it miss a shot? I mean, that was just a clinic offensively, but again, I, it would be Grizzlies or pass for me. Uh, and I do like the total under 223 and a half. I see it's come down to 223. I just think the Grizzlies only hope of winning this game, slow it down, uh, you know, make it a rock fight, play your best defensive lineups and just kind of try to win it that way. Well, uh, let's talk about the other hockey team in New York City that is still playing, that being the Blue Shirts, uh, down 2-1 to one in the series at Pittsburgh tonight. Pittsburgh down to their third goaltender, by the way. That Luis is Domingue. wild. Uh, Casey DeSmith, of course, uh, went out in the first game, now out for the rest of the season. Tristan Jari is skating again. Uh, no timetable, though, when he is going to be available, but it seems like he's closer maybe than farther away. But... Blue shirts now down two to one. Will, do you think they even it up tonight? The zigzag not necessarily working if you're playing it in the NBA playoffs, but it's working pretty well if you're playing it on the ice. Yeah, in the NHL playoffs, it's just it's so much fun every year. I mean, the NBA, usually the first round is a foregone conclusion. The NHL, you never know what you're going to get. And you look at all these series, except for, what was it Colorado, Nashville, which is 3-0. All these series are 2-2 or 2-1. And, you know, you just you can't figure it out from one game to the next. I would expect the Rangers to, you know, bounce back tonight, play a little better. Uh, I think this is a, probably a good number on them. I think they opened as plus money. So we're seeing some of that, uh, that playoff hockey steam. I'm sure Applebaum will be all over the Rangers tonight. Uh, I'm kind of with the Rangers. I like New York. Tonight. By the way, that series price now depends uh, a minus 185 favorite coming back the other way. The Rangers are plus 165. The one on the ice that fascinates me because the team I most enjoyed watching this year was Florida. Mm -hmm. They're just relentless. And here comes the caps. Like all of a sudden, however, up to one in the series, of course, playing tonight. Do you want to take a stab West at the updated series price on the caps and Panthers? Yeah, I believe, uh, I believe the Panthers are still the favorite, They're still the right? favorite but, down but, to but, one, but not very, very much. I think it's uh I thought I checked it uh, yesterday. I think they were like minus a dollar thirty or just somewhere around it. there. Minus a dollar thirty-five on the Panthers, down two-one in the series, and the Caps. And by the way, Ovi's eventually going to catch and pass Wayne. He's going to he's going to catch and pass Wayne Gretzky. It, I, in it modern day, that is fascinating to even think about because when the three of us were growing up, those numbers from Gretzky were just like off the charts. Nobody's ever going to catch him. But Ovi quietly continues to play very, very well late into his career. But that number tonight is, let's see, let's get an updated number on tonight there with the caps. About $1.80, $1.90. By the way, that's another team that can't figure it out between the pipes. Every every day, they're trying to figure out who they're going to go with as far as a goaltender. Uh, tonight, you're looking at... A you know, 100, 180 at Circa, and then you DraftKings is all the way up to 190. So you've got a, a myriad of prices there with Florida and Washington. As we transition back here, Wes, I, and Will, I know you've got a couple of baseball plays as well. Um, I did want to ask you about the series from last night, and that being the Suns and Mavs. I don't know. You're good with these futures. That's now tied up at 2-2. One thing about Chris Paul is this is what he does. He flashes brilliance. By the way, he wasn't good in game three either. And the idea that he would be bitching about Luca drawing fouls. I mean, Chris Paul, literally, he created the science mm -hmm. of ticky tack of drawing ticky tack calls. Uh, where are you at right now on that series? Yeah. I mean, Chris Paul wrote the book on how to draw BS fouls. Now he's mad people are reading it. I mean, come on. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised Dallas got both these games. I thought you, you watched the first two games, you know, Phoenix looked like the much better team. You figure they get a way to, you know, get a split uh, on the road. And it's funny. Golden State and Milwaukee won on the road game one that first Sunday of the second round a week ago. It's been home teams, I think, every game since. I don't know that the home teams lost a game since then. Uh, I would expect Phoenix to win this probably in seven. I, I, I guess, you know, 
look, they're still got two out of three at home. They're still probably the better team. Uh, you got to give Jason Kidd a lot of credit, though. I mean, he was a guy who wasn't that impressive when he was with the Nets, the Bucks. You know, we talk about players improving a lot. I think Kidd as a coach has really improved. They are a well-coached team. It's not a lot of talent there. I know Luka's a great player, but uh, I do think Phoenix probably finds a way to get this series in seven. But look, if you get to a game seven and Luka's on the other side, that's not a, a good feeling if you're Phoenix. Uh, well, we're about to get to first pitch in New York here. The pinstripes are going to be playing the Rangers. Uh, that series had a couple rain delays, so they mm -hmm. had to have a double hitter yesterday. New York Yankees, all the, the buzz was about the Blue Jays, and they've been solid. And, of course, the Rays, you never forget about them, 18 and 11. But top of the AL East right now are the New York Yankees. Uh, Nestor Cortez, about a $2 favorite over John Gray. Will, did you have anything here? Now, if I would, I would probably go over. It was seven. Now we're seeing seven and a half. I think as the weather starts to get better here and the totals adjust to all these unders and all the dead ball things, I think we're going to start to see some over. So uh, over seven and a half would, would be my lean here. I think we'll probably see some offense. Gray has not pitched well coming off an injury. Uh, Cortez is good, but you know, he's definitely hittable. Um, I would probably go over seven and a half. I just think some of these unders are a little depressed here. And like you said, the Yankees are playing well. Uh, good defense, good bullpen. Uh, you can still get them plus money to win the division. What's your feel on them right now? What's your overall vibe on the pinstripes? They're good. They're still a little weak, the bottom of the lineup, but look, the pitching's been good. And like I said, the defense, you look at a baseball team, you look at the lineup, the starting rotation defense is subtle. It's hard to quantify. Sometimes uh, their defense was so bad last year with Sanchez and Torres at short this year. It's much better. I mean, kind of filet for shorts an upgrade. Uh, anybody over Sanchez is an upgrade. A whole year of Rizzo is big. A whole year of Gallo. There's just a lot better defensively, and the bullpen's really good. It, it's not quite the late '90s teams with uh, you know Graham Lloyd and uh, Jeff Nelson and Mike Stanton, but this deep, this this bullpen's really deep with Clay Holmes, you know Peralta, Loizaga, uh, King. I think has a chance to make the All Star team, although he gave up a home run yesterday. The team's good. They're they're really good, and you know you win a lot of games in, in baseball with with bullpen and defense. I know you're. Gonna, yeah, please go ahead. With I was going to say, and it's going to help if Aaron Judge stays healthy. I bet him at twenty yes. to one. I to think start he's motivated season. by that contract. I yeah. think the Yankees played hit him perfectly because you can tell he's obviously upset with the organization. Uh, before we say goodbye, Syndergaard, you're going to lay it tonight in Anaheim. Yeah, not the same Syndergaard. Not as many swings and misses, but a lot of weak contact, more of a ground ball pitcher. So I laid it with uh, the Angels here. Boy, the Angels, I think, are legit, which I think is good for baseball. If you can get Trout and Otani in the playoffs, in the mix here for once, uh, I think that would be a good thing for baseball. So I like I, the Angels here. I laid it minus $1.30, and I did take the under the first five with the uh, with the Reds and the Brewers. Castillo back for the Reds. So uh, their quest to lose like 130 games might take a hit because Castillo's a pretty good pitcher. So I might have to trade him out of there. The Reds won a series this weekend against wow. the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's so, literally uh, the wonders only. Wonders never cease. It, it, the Reds winning a series was the only thing people were talking about at the Kentucky Derby. That's how <laughs> big of a story the Reds winning a series <laughs> this weekend really was when it comes to the sport of baseball. Uh, the New York City cast, Will Hill. You're the best, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Will. All right, see you guys. Okay, Bye. there he goes. Will hanging on. For an extra segment with us, which we appreciate. We're going to come back. I got questions for Wes Reynolds about F1 and what happened in Miami this weekend. That's next here. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on a Monday. Of course, VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Get well to Michael Lombardi. The big guy will be back sooner than later in his stead today. My man Wes Reynolds joining us. And, you know, it's interesting. For years, we've had Gone Racing on the network, and you've mm-hmm. sat in when Jeff isn't around and Brendan gone. They do an amazing job. I'm excited because when I went in with Sean King to film the Kentucky Derby preview show, you were walking out West Reynolds over at our circus studios because you were starting to film racing lines, which is going to be a new F1 show here on v So here's the question I have for you, because I joked about people at the Kentucky Derby talking about the Cincinnati Reds this weekend. That very much didn't happen. But when it wasn't a conversation about horse racing at Churchill Downs this weekend, I heard a lot of F1 talk. Yeah, there was competition, by the way, for the red carpets between. Like, usually, seriously, you know, people were going nuts about yeah, this F1. Kentucky Derby and then the uh, Miami Grand Prix. A lot of people were down there uh, this weekend. Uh, LeBron James, uh, David Beckham, Tom Brady, various stars from stage and screen. Uh, the former first lady, Michelle Obama, was there on Saturday. So uh, it was a big happening down there in Miami. And uh, we did start that podcast, by the way, Racing Lines. Uh, name to be determined, but the content will be the same it'll be about formula one racing myself and uh mikhail miranda yes. one of our uh, crack production staff here at visa and a longtime f1 buff and fan so we were on together discussing this i may need to change my name for that broadcast too because <laughs> mikhail miranda sounds like such a cosmopolitan also he's got a european Euro- accent european name yes he does uh west good to be with you you, you, you and me are from the midwest so we've yeah. got a twang yeah. and it doesn't necessarily I'm sound like, sophisticated I get this cosmopolitan european uh, type guy and you got a rube from indiana <laughs> so it's quite the duo on this uh, Formula One uh, podcast that we're doing. Next one, by the way, will be next week. No race this week. Next week is the Spanish Grand Prix over at the uh, circuit Barcelona, Catalonia. And then one of the real big ones on the Formula One calendar every single year, the Monaco Grand Prix. That Memorial Day weekend for motorsports is like motorsports Christmas because you've got the Monaco Grand Prix very early on Sunday morning. Then you've got the greatest spectacle in racing, the Indianapolis 500 in the afternoon. Then you finish it off the coca-cola 600 for nascar down in charlotte but uh yeah it was a big happening did it live up to there there was like super bowl hype around this miami grand prix did it live up to the hype yeah i mean they built a track around hard rock stadium right it it depends i mean the the track was okay it depends i mean you know the longtime fans are going to be like yeah it was just another race and whatnot but the thing about formula one and one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast here on vsin is because the sport is growing. It's not just growing in terms of the television ratings, but it's growing in terms of the betting handle. And one of the main reasons why it is growing, because if you are a Netflix subscriber, you have probably at least seen a little bit of the series Drive to Survive, which chronicles the Formula One calendar where you you get the profiles. It's kind of like a reality show, like an insider thing with the drivers and the team principals, the owners and whatnot. And that's such a kind of a different culture now for formula one because the formula one when i started following in like the 90s and in the early 2000s it was so restrictive to the media it was so secretive they didn't allow any access and that's why you never thought that these drivers had any personalities and one of the first things that demonstrated that drivers had personalities was when it was at indianapolis that's when i went to formula one races i went several times at the indianapolis motor speedway and they would have these little like panels you know with the teammates the drivers up there and it's like wow these guys are actually engaging they're not boring like they usually are in interviews has there ever been a more specific and success as far as a marketing push than what F1 did with that Netflix show. Because mm-hmm. I, all kidding aside, we talked about how they had this Super Bowl hype around the Miami Grand Prix. 
and everybody was talking about it at the Kentucky Derby as well. Let me ask you, because obviously Racing Lines, the podcast, which is going to drop here on VSIN, we can learn a lot about open wheel racing. I call it open wheel racing because my history with IndyCar racing goes back to the late 80s, early yes. 90s in the Detroit Grand Prix which is where they just literally shut down the streets of Detroit Belle Isle and turned it into this wonderful course. My dad used to take me down there and it was intense. It was super loud, super intense, really fun to watch, but as a better, and I'm guessing many that are tuning into VSIN right now are, are kind of in the weeds as far as how to bet Formula right. One. Can you kind of give us a quick primer? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, uh, while you're seeing Formula One with that Netflix series, a very smart move by Liberty Media is an American media company that now owns Formula One. So, of course, they want to expand here in North America because there's the sense that, look, NASCAR has a level of popularity, but has it peaked because it had such that growth surge as Indy car racing kind of went down a little bit when they Early split the 2000s because remember yes. you were talking about the 80s and that's my wheelhouse in terms of the indycar series uh, there were times that the indycar races outdrew the formula oh, no, one oh, races no, that was on what i grew up on rick meyer and, yes. and, yeah those, yes. that, that's those are the guys those are the guys i grew yes. up on and then the early aughts nascar really yeah took over. around the late 90s when the indycar split happened that's when nascar really experienced its growth and uh with formula one you're kind of seeing it now but in terms of betting because it is Grand Prix racing, because it's not oval racing like you see somewhat in IndyCar, but mainly in NASCAR where you're getting all these lead changes and all these overtaking on the track, these are all road courses or temporary street circuits. So you're not okay. getting a lot of passes for the lead necessarily because it's harder to pass in these limited straightaways in these tight corners and you're not on high banked ovals. So you don't get a lot of overtaking necessarily. So that's why we actually released that podcast Wednesday night, early Thursday morning because that's when some of the prices come out usually on an f1 weekend you're going to see practice on friday a couple practice sessions then saturday is the qualifying where they have a couple different sessions there's q3 and then the bottom five are out and then they go to q2 and then the next five are out and then the final 10 race for the pole okay. in the q1 session and once you have qualifying, the numbers are kind of very much well pronounced. Uh, there are times where you'll see a pole sitter that might be like minus $3 or $4 or $5. Well, it's tough to lay that in in, a, in, a, in any type of auto racing. So that's why you want to bet it at least a little bit early, even though you didn't see the prices switch that much this week, because I liked Max Verstappen actually when he was a little bit over even money. He ended up being about 150 to 160 because he qualified third, the two Ferraris, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz Jr. were on the front row, and Max Verstappen ended up winning the race, and that's when I betted at plus 150. He got home. He passed, actually, uh, Charles Leclerc on lap nine, and ended up hanging on, and he had to hang on because then there was an incident. He built, like, a several-second lead, and then there was an incident between Lando Norris and Pierre Gasly. So the safety car comes out, basically the yellow flag. So all of a sudden, Max Verstappen's lead was gone, but he was able to help keep uh, Charles Leclerc right, at bay. You are all over this. Is there a market for in-race wagering? Yeah, there was, and I I was actually surprised. I was uh, doing uh, our uh, usual show on Sunday, the second part of Betting Across America. I was with Jeff Barles this weekend, and I was looking at BetMGM. That's a sponsor of our program. And they were offering live in-play wagering on this Miami Grand Prix. Now, it probably helped that it was in a more normal time, like in the middle of the afternoon, because I think the race started at 3.30 Eastern time down there in South Florida and 12.30 out here. Usually, Formula One racing is very early in the morning, where it's like, you, you know, wake four, up in the middle of the night. Four or five in the yeah. morning here uh, on the uh, West Coast and uh, you know they were offering live wagering because I was monitoring when Max Verstappen was extending his lead he got all the way up to like minus a thousand then all of a sudden the yellow came and then you got to bunch him up on the restart and then it went down to like 170 or like 180 so yeah you can do in play you can not only bet the winner you can bet head-to-head matchups you can also bet what is called a podium finish and a podium in Formula One is your top three like, if you ever watched at the end of the race where they do the interviews, it's the top three guys, and then they spray each other with the yeah, champagne and all that stuff. So, podium finish is top three. You can also bet, you know, top uh, who the constructor is going to be that wins and also the driver because there's two championships. There's a driver's championship, and then there's the constructor's championship, which uh, the constructors, two racers per team, so like Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, McLaren, Mercedes. So those are like the major constructors in this series. So all racing fans have a guy or a girl mm -hmm. who is Wes Reynolds guy when it comes to F1. 
Uh, I don't really have a favorite. Is it Lewis Hamilton? I mean, is he still the stud yeah. of the sport? Well, I mean, he's the biggest star, and now he's matched Michael Schumacher for uh, most uh, F1 World Championships. He's been off though this year. He is down, I believe, like six in points. Mercedes has been slow, but I think come the summertime, uh, once they get the upgrades with the car, they're going to be right back up there with Red Bull and Ferrari. Red Bull and Ferrari have been pretty much the two dominant teams to start the season. So, who are the top three drivers right now, F1? Uh, probably, uh, you would certainly have to say Charles Leclerc. He's the points leader. Max Verstappen is right there. And then probably third, I'd say Lewis Hamilton, even though he's not up there in the points, but Sergio Perez is ahead of him. He is the other Red Bull driver, Max Verstappen's teammate. So, uh, yeah, it's going to vary, but it's usually a more chalky sport. Like you usually don't see, you're not seeing like it is in NASCAR this year where you're seeing lower budget teams win races. And I know Jeff Motley and Brendan Gaughan talk about that every week on Gone Racing. Yeah, Gone Racing here, our NASCAR show, Racing Lines with Mikhail and Wes Reynolds. Now, you don't love the name? What's going on with the name? I don't know. We may switch the name, uh, but nevertheless. What does lines the, mean? Like, what is racing lines? I, I, I did not come so up with really it. So there really isn't, there's no rhyme or reason. We, yes, but it's still great content. Uh, we love talking Formula One racing. As we get closer to the end of the month of May, we're going to even talk some Indianapolis 500, still the crown jewel of IndyCar racing. That'll be the day before Memorial Day. I'm betting some hockey tonight. I know Wes will as well. We'll get some trends and some picks from our buddy, Josh Applebaum next as far as Stanley Cup playoffs. Don't forget, go to vcin.com slash spring. You get Annie McNeil's picks. You get the baseball picks from Adam Burke. You get the JVT picks with the NBA. And Racing Lines is at you now with F1. Josh is next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on vcin featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, I mentioned it. VSIN Spring Special, and it's here all the way through the end of July. For 59 bucks, you get everything VSIN has to offer. Over the next few months, we're going to be very, very busy, so make sure you get all access, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, Sunshine, is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Maybe even Josh Applebaum would be in the mix. Look at him over there smiling. We've got NFL preseason coverage. What's cracking, Josh? We're covering golf. Of course, Wes Reynolds and the crew, Brady Cannon, UFC, Matt Humans. We got you covered. Dave Ross does a great job. Uh, what I'm trying to say, I'm bringing these names up because you get all of the experts you enjoy here on Vsin. We leave coverage. no stone unturned nor no village unpillaged, Patrick. That we is are all over the place. an incredible adage. Village unpillaged from my man, Wes Reynolds. vcin.com slash spring now through July 31st. vcin.com slash spring. So I had an opportunity to thank Wes Reynolds earlier today because he saved us. Michael, of course, uh, on the mend. He's going to be better, the big guy. Uh, but Dave Ross, Wes, and of course, Josh Applebaum doing double duty over the weekend. So I want to start there. And thank you, buddy. Appreciate you picking up the slack. Oh, Patrick, uh, Wes, great to be with you. I'm a team player, guys. You know this. But, Patrick, got to ask you, number one, at the Derby, did anyone actually, uh, you know, again, people fib after the fact, but did anyone really cash 80 to 1 on Rich Strike? And then also, did you mix in any waters between your mint juleps? How you, how, how are you holding up today, Patrick? So, all kidding aside, so I was there Oaks Friday as well, Wes and Josh, and I had 12-hour 12, 12 workdays Friday and Saturday, but as soon as the broadcast was over, I was – hammering the cocktails because they hand them out for free. Now, when Wes went, this is a new model where I guess it's probably baked into the ticket price. You know mm -hmm. how they do that up front, mm -hmm. but it makes, it makes the experience of going to grab a drink much more fluid, no pun intended, but Josh, the drinks are for free and they make great cocktails. And what's cool about the Derby is I talked about the accommodations and I just talked about how pleasant the people are. Like, Everybody, including the workers, are really excited to be there, and they want to make the experience as special as possible. And I don't know. It was a return to normalcy. It was just this really cool vibe of people looking to socialize, looking to party, and looking to bet. And as you saw, we talked about it to start the show. It was a record handle on the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, it really was incredible, Patrick. And, you know, looking at some of the games for today, I know we have a small segment here. Let's try to fit in as many games no, wait, as we wait, can. Wait, 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 hold on, Josh. Sure. We're, we're, we're going yeah. to have you stick around for another segment because we're all friends here. I want to <laughs> ask you this because I'm supposed to wear glasses, but I don't, so I just squint into the screen here. What's up with the new glasses all of a sudden? You're just going to come on here looking GQ and pretend like it didn't happen? What's going on with you? 
So first off, guys, I, I was told a long time ago, you wear glasses, you, you appear to be smarter and sharper, hopefully, so that, you know, there's a vanity play here as well. But I would also say the allergies, if you live in New England, you guys are in the desert, like you got that dry air. Allergies, if you're in New England, they're brutal here. So the contacts we, are giving me so much trouble. I got to go to glasses, and hopefully that gives us, uh, I don't know, uh, we can we can see the steam moves a little bit easier with these specs. Hey, we, we, it, well, we, well, we had this uh, <laughs> dust storm out here. Uh, I was actually on the air and forgot to silence my phone. And all of a sudden, I'm getting this warning. I'm thinking, okay, is it an Amber Alert? You know, yes. some kid is missing or something, uh, which you never want to see. But I get a warning that there's a dust storm yes. here in Las Vegas, uh, you know, with the wind and blowing all the the dust and the sand around us like I had never had that it got very windy out here in southern Nevada yesterday and 44 years on the planet the only place I've ever had allergies and we'll get to the sports here is here in Nevada I don't know what it is they pollen. have been acting out they're, it's they're yes. horrible I you know I take the medication well it's uh, wonderful to see a, a, a bespeckled a Josh Applebaum where do you want to start you want to start with the hockey uh, we've got four games four game fours on the ice tonight yeah, so first off, let's talk about something that's, that we're seeing in the market. And I, Mitch and Pauly talked about it this morning. I know Stormy has been on top of this. Patrick West, you've been seeing this too. But overs in the NHL playoffs this has been a bit of a surprise. Now, going into the NHL playoffs, you typically in the past see a lot of unders. You know, uh, the stakes are so high. You don't want to pinch in and maybe, you know, cause a turnover. You want to be a little more conservative. You don't want to take too many chances. You th uh, theoretically, or, you know, in the past, the data proves it out. You see unders at around a 52% clip the last decade or so. Well, not this year, guys. This is something that has been really, really, uh, you know, surprising to me. The overs in the NHL playoffs now are 18 and 10, 64%. Mm -hmm. If you have bet every over so far, you're up around seven units. Your ROI is around 25%. It gets even better if you really look at those kind of those lower end totals, uh, six or less. If the total is six or less, the over is eight and two. And you've also seen over the weekend, just an incredible overrun, eight and one to the overs this past weekend. So, you know, it's kind of the opposite of the NBA. Where we're seeing a lot of these unders cash, uh, whether it's these really good power plays or just good offensive teams. Also, there's a lot of backups that are playing right now. Maybe that's a part of it. But for whatever reason, a lot of these overs are coming through. And if you're looking for a couple today that caught my eye, uh, one would be the, uh, the Rangers and the Pittsburgh Penguins, the over here. This total open. Around six, sometimes it's gotten up to six and a half, come back down to six, but the over's always been juiced six over minus 115 or minus 120. You also look at, um, you know, in the series, the over's two and one. And also from BetMGM, you know, it's pretty lopsided here, but 88% of bets on the over, 91% of dollars. You have Louis Deming, who's in net, who's a backup goalie, and Chesterkin, who's probably going to win the Vezina. He hasn't looked great ever since that three overtime game. So I'm expecting some high uh, scoring, you know, tonight, guys. I'll look at the over in this game. And then the other one would be Colorado and Nashville. You've seen Colorado. They're pretty much putting up touchdowns every game here against Nashville. They can close them out tonight. But you do have a backup in pa uh, Pavel Francois. Kemper's probably going to miss this game. Ingram's had his moments, but he's been getting lit up as well. The over is 2-1 this series. They're averaging almost seven goals a game. You also look at uh, both these teams' seven matchups this year. The over 6-1. Colorado and Nashville, both good over teams just in general. 45-35 and 35 to the over Colorado. 51-34 and 34 to the over Nashville. I'll take the over 6.5 here. And guys, even 6.5. It's still juiced up over minus 120. So this over trend is really cashing here. And a couple that caught my eye would be the Rangers over and the Nashville over. Yeah, and it will be Connor Ingram in goal tonight for the Predators as they try to avoid the sweep. Uh, they're not going back to David Riddich. They tried him no. in game one, and he gave up five goals in that first period. But I want to stick with the theme that Josh brought up about the overs because on Follow the Money this morning, uh, Nick Kiprios, who's an analyst for Sportsnet up in Canada, member of that 1994 Rangers Stanley yeah. Cup team, also played with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mitch and Paul, you were kind of asking him, why do you have this high scoring? And usually I think in the playoffs, and Josh kind of brought it up in terms of being a little bit more conservative, trying to avoid that mistake, the officials also don't like to call as many penalties. They like to leave it up to the players. But Nick Kiprios brought up a really good point. He's like, you're, this is just a totally different hockey than I played. It's like if I would have taken some of the gambles and some of the chances that these players did, I wouldn't get another shift on the ice. I mean, the coach was going to be pulling me and sitting me for, you know, getting out of my zone as a, as a, as a defender. And, and you're just seeing these guys are more willing to, I think, take chances. And maybe that's why you're seeing this high scoring here, because I remember, you know, a little less than a decade ago, like remember when the Kings were having that cup run with yes. Jonathan quick in between goals, you were getting totals five juice to the under five. 
consistent yes. fives. Yes, you were. And getting, I was paying a dollar thirty to and the and under. And even some four and a yeah. halves <laughs> juiced to the that's, over, and that's it's like obscene right. to see six and a half in this. But uh, I don't disagree with Josh's assessment on the totals. But I do want to ask Josh. Uh, the zigzag theory, we talk about it a lot, and a lot of people like to play it in the NBA, and I've been saying here on VEASAN, if you're doing that, you're hitting less than 50%, which means you're not beating the 11 to 10, which means you're losing money. But so far, Josh, we're seeing in the Stanley Cup playoffs that zigzag theory has worked out so far for the betters. It really has, and Wes, I'm kind of with you. Anytime like zigzag or something, you know, you look on Twitter, everyone's talking about it, people are all into it, it loses a lot of its value. So it also be, it almost kind of becomes like a trendy way to bet a game. So I'm always wary of it. But again, we got to look at the scoreboard and see actually what the results are posting. And you're totally right, Wes. You know, we talked about the over doing very well with totals in the NHL playoffs. Well, this, what I would call, not zigzag, but you can call it whatever you want. I call it like desperation off a loss. If you just lose a game, you got to put that one behind you. You got to bounce back and win the next one. Those teams so far, just off a loss. It could be a dog. It could be a favorite. doesn't matter. They're 13 and seven, 65%. They've done very, very well. Uh, dogs overall are, would, would be kind of the way just in general to go. They're 13 and 15. They're only 46%, but because of the plus money, it's a 10% ROI, but really it's been that bounce back at, off a loss. You saw it come through with a bunch of games yesterday as well the two that i'd be looking at for tonight guys i know it's a big number and it's like how do you lay this on the road but i'll go florida panthers here they match this system awful loss bounce back they got rolled last game so you're kind of in a buy low spot and you look at this number they opened like minus 175 at the capitals they're all the way up to minus 185 so even though they got rolled last game and they're you know really aren't so far the panthers in the playoffs what we've seen in the regular season Betters are still back in uh, the Panthers to maybe get back in the series uh, at BetMGM. They're only getting, I believe, 35% of bets, but almost 60% of money. That zigzag or desperate off a loss would match with the Panthers. And the other one, guys, would be Calgary. Calgary off a loss in a desperate spot. They're down 2-1 to one against Dallas. They open like minus 150. They're getting closer to minus 160. They're getting 78% of bets, 90% of money. So, again, maybe it's you know becoming trendy. Maybe it's a little bit overvalued, or maybe – the NBA is losing its zigzag value, but the NHL, it still seems to be there, guys. To your point about the overs and Wes's point about the totals, 10 years ago, you were betting fives, five and a halfs. The hook there on the five and a half was, you know, right now the Flames and Stars have been consistently five and a half. That's the one series. But Wes barely is so went over Saturday night, by the way, an empty netter with one second left to go. Tough beat if you had the under with Flame Stars Saturday night. And if you told new betters, new kids, that in 2005 you were betting NBA totals of 180, they'd laugh you out of yes. the room. But you were. You were very much worth betting 180s in the NBA of 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago. Josh, you want to hang out with us? Yeah, we got to talk Celtics, guys. Let's go. <laughs> we'll talk C's and B's next <laughs> with Josh Applebaum here at Lombardi Line. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. 
Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can convert your BetMGM reward points into hotel comps or get online and convert them into redeemable bonuses. The really cool thing about BetMGM and what we always talk about with the loyalty program is essentially like a credit card. So every time you're placing a bet at BetMGM.com or through the app, you're getting points. So it's a loyalty program that hooks you up. It's really, it's, it's awesome. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Rack them up and go see some of those great shows at the MGM properties on the Strip. Uh, Silk Sonic. I saw Silk Sonic. It was, I want to go you see have that to go in see June. You had, that is Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Yes. And it is incredible as we bring our buddy Josh Applebaum back in here on the Lombardi line. Wes Reynolds hanging in for Michael Lombardi today. I'm Patrick Maher. You... What is the next, what's the last show you saw here in Vegas? Because those that don't know, Wes is a renaissance man. He's huge into music. He was just lecturing me about the Hall of Fame. My man knows that. Lecturing, uh, discussing, I would say. I mean, I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Um, what, what is the last show you saw? And I know you want to see Silk Sonic, but what is on the it was, agenda? It was actually at Allegiant Stadium. The last show I saw were the Rolling Stones. Now, I heard of back, them. Yeah. That was back in the early winter. Uh, so, uh, you know, saw them at Allegiant Stadium. I believe uh, Maniskin, uh, the Italian band, was the opening act. Uh, they did the remake of the Frankie Valley classic Beggin. That was a big top 40 hit here uh, just in the last few months how about you and i go see george Strait, the king absolutely <laughs> straight to vegas at the t-mobile arena hey applebaum you, you like country uh eh, i don't know if i like country you, you i like do know if you play country he, he's a nor'easter you know he's what not he is a country yeah. widespread panic fish right Tell i was gonna say little joke guys what do you get when you play a play a country song in reverse jam band you get your youth back, your truck back, your ex-girlfriend back. It all comes back to you. <laughs> That's right. Look at you. <laughs> Look, he's laughing. Um, Josh is from the uh, Commonwealth of Massachusetts. No, he's not a bastion yeah. of country. Country never really, never really got here. Like, it's like uh, college football. It's just not a thing. Yeah. yeah, like an Indiana boy like me. That's all you get at the State Fair is country acts. 100%. Got a pickup truck. Got your girl. You're good to go, Josh Applebaum. <laughs> um, speaking of good to go. I wouldn't say that about your Celtics. And Tatum was terrible Saturday. Wes Matthews is locking them down. This series price is now adjusted 160 on the Bucks. The Celtics on the comeback at 150, uh, plus 150, obviously. This game tonight, I mean, it's the series, let's be fair. It's one right now with the Bucks laying it, hosting the Seas. Yeah, and I think, you know, last game, guys, obviously a perfect example of, you know, not only getting the right side, but the right number. Maybe, remember Celtics, you know, that Horford put back was a little bit late. They lose that game by two, but they were three down to two. There are some two and a half still out there. You could have covered the Celts with the hook there if you, if you found it in that game. Now, for this one, guys, I'm a Celtics fan, but also the data tells me Boston's kind of the liability play here today. I'm going to back the Celtics. I'll take the point here. We're looking at across the market, number one, line move to the Celtics. The Bucks opened this game, the shortest number of the series, only laying one and a half at home. We've seen this line get down to one, so the line is moving to Boston. What I like about this spot is it's not that Boston's a big you know, public favorite tonight or a big you know, public support play, and you've seen the line go in their favor. You're still seeing the public lean on Giannis at home at such a short number. Like, how can you pass up? The Greek freak only laying a point at home seems kind of fishy, right? However, at BetMGM, only 45% of bets are on the Celtics, but it takes in 65% of the money. So that would match kind of that low bets, higher dollars line movement in favor of Boston here. Also, the Celtics have some good uh, trends here coming off a loss and bouncing back. Celtics are 16-8 and eight against the spread this year as a dog in both regular and postseason, 67%. And off a loss this year, they're 19-13 and 13 against the spread, 60%. I'm also wondering, guys, you know, this isn't a Scott Foster game. The, the referees here tonight, Tony Brothers, James, Case, James uh, Capers, and Jason Goble. But a lot of talk has been made with Marcus Smart. You know, he got fouled on that three. They didn't give him the three, uh, three free throws. I'm wondering if you get some makeup calls for Boston tonight in a close game, a desperation spot. Tatum, hopefully, in a bounce back uh, situation after you know really struggling offensively last game. The line is going to Boston, even though public's still leaning Bucks. 
I'll take Celtics plus one tonight. Well, and here's the thing, and Josh brings up a very good point about the officiating. And look, I'm on record. I believe Greek Freak is the best basketball player in the world, but he gets treated by the officials like he's the best basketball player in the world, too, because he just bowls over guys and they don't call it. He Drops you know, that does that does that little uh, Euro uh, step or Euro two step or three step, as it were. Doesn't really get called very often. And uh, Giannis, obviously a big game on Saturday, 42 and 12. You see his props price to the moon. But but to Josh's point, the Bucks offense, you thought it was going to drop at least a little bit with Middleton, but they're only scoring one point per possession. They were 1.15 in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So Grayson Allen, all of a sudden, he was kind of stepping up and hitting threes. 25 minutes on Saturday, no points. Connaughton was able to replace him with 11 off the bench. But what I'm seeing, and I have not bet this yet, but I may go Bucks under team total. I don't know which side I really want to bet. I think it's pretty much a coin flip. I know Josh likes the C's, and I would lean that side, but maybe under 106 and a half on the team total because I think that's what you're seeing. You are seeing some low-scoring games. I was on the under on Saturday, even though we had to sweat it out with the potential overtime. Celtics had about three cracks yeah. at it at the end. Are you nervous, Josh? Uh, am I nervous? Not yet. They go down 3-1. I'll be nervous. I'm still going to put some faith in the Celtics team bouncing back. You know, they lose that game, uh, that first game. They bounce back, play well game two. You've kind of seen this team. They're pretty resilient. Ime Udoka's got them pretty loose. He's cracking jokes about Marcus Smart. So I think they step up tonight. I would just say to uh, Wes's point with the total guys, this is very interesting because the under is 3-0 this series. We've seen all these really low-scoring games, but this total actually rose. You know, at BetMGM, it's taking in uh, 65% of bets on the over, but 85% of the money and the total rose from like 209 and a half 210 to now 212 and a half so it's tough to be betting these overs right now because just these unders are crushing it in the postseason i have a system too an inflated under like if you see a total go up you're actually getting more more money i, don't, I wouldn't call it a sharp play but uh, you're getting more value to go under inflated unders are like 65 percent this playoffs it's just notable to me that we've seen all these low scoring games yet this total is going up maybe the odds makers or wise guys know something that we don't know maybe they are expecting a bit of a higher scoring game tonight before we get to the uh, late game tonight, the uh, Grizzlies and the Warriors, I do want to ask Josh, though, about the Bees. Uh, looked like they were going to be out of this series, <laughs> but back. they've won two in a row. Uh, do you believe that the Bees are back here against the Carolina Hurricanes, Josh? I think they might be back here, Wes. Yeah, what an incredible <laughs> game it was yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm a homer. You know, you know, you know you did. You did. I, you did. I know. You teamed me up. I appreciate it, guys. But I, I tell you what, there's nothing like sweating the Bruins in, in the spring. And, you know, the weather's getting better. People got the Bruins, you know, uh, flags and posters, you know, in front of their houses. But the Bruins really stepped up to me. What you learned from the last game, Charlie McAvoy, McAvoy their number one defenseman, kind of their future captain here when Bergeron retires, he was out with COVID protocols. And I'm like, ooh, this is not good. They already missed Pompous Lindholm. You lose your top two defensemen, doesn't matter. They roll and win yesterday. So, you know, the bounce back system would be in favor of Carolina. But keep an eye on this line move, guys. I'm seeing, you know, the, the Hurricanes open game three for tomorrow around minus 140. I'm seeing some shops maybe tick down a little bit. So the Bruins would be a dog match. Carolina would be uh, obviously that that bounce back system. Let's see how that goes moving forward. But the bees are back in it, guys. And uh, I would say we might get a, a seventh game in this series. Patrick, uh, you were referring to Josh as a homer. No bigger Bruins homer than their broadcaster, Jack. Jack Edwards. Oh, you if, you, oh, yeah. if you listen to the end of it, he does the games, of course, on Nesson, where some of our programming airs as well here on VEASAN. And I believe it was Tony D'Angelo who cracked the uh, yeah. post uh, after the empty netter and Jack <laughs> Edwards all over him. What a poor sport uh, and uh, a very big homer. And by the way, for the Bruins, too, the reason why I kind of like their momentum right now, top line scoring again with uh, Bergeron and Pasternak and and uh, and those guys and Brad Marchand. So getting that first line back together has been good for the bees i have them for the series i bet them pre-flop so uh liking my position better than i did a couple days ago give you the cup or i'll give you an nba title this year which way are you leaning josh oh man well i would say tatum and brown they're young so we have more chances give me the cup guys there's nothing better than winning the cup doing a parade in the duck boats i'll go cup here i want one more for birds on marshy and this core this could be their last shot this year what a spoiled market the uh, greater boston area is that's why i have no pity about the red sox struggling right now it's like Ooh. you know what boston's had it pretty good for about the last couple decades that's some dirty ass water <laughs> um, Josh, before we go, Wes and I are both taking that hook on the 10 of tonight with the Grizzlies. Are you with us? 
So I would lean with you guys. I didn't play it. You know, you do have a line move here to the Warriors. They open like minus nine. They're up to 10. But to your point, you guys, you guys are sharp, as we all know. It got to 10 and a half, came back down to 10 at a lot of these shops. So you are seeing uh, maybe some buyback there saying, hey, this line is just, you know, way too high at this point. You're looking across the market. Grizzlies are really contrarian here. And I think the stat, if you open up Twitter, they're 20 and five without John ja Morant. You see that everywhere. My angle, guys, I'm going to take the under here. I know it's moved a ton. You're not getting the best number at this point, but a lot of steam with no buyback to the under. It opened 227. It's down to 223. It may fall even further. Only 52% bets, but 68% money on the under. And again, unders have been so great this postseason. Tip of the cap to JVT. You got to read his daily article. One nugget that I picked up from his article today. Without Ja, they're a much better defensive team. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's a great scorer here, but their possessions, you know, 100 possessions, only giving up 107 points overall. So if Ja's out, your your offense goes down a bit, your defense picks up a bit, I'll be rooting for your 10 and a half, guys. I'll be playing the under tonight, under 223. All right, and you're on the 10 and a half. I am. Great job, Wes. Thanks for sitting in. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Josh, thanks for hanging around, buddy. Appreciate you. Market Insights, of course, betting across America as well. With the new bespeckled look, you can't be stopped. Oh, yeah. You can't be stopped. I tell you, the reverse line moves, guys, they're easy. I see them from a mile away now. It's easy. Would you say you could see some steam with those glasses? Oh, they get fogged up. I need windshield wipers you back. Be careful. Uh, the condensation will get you. Wes Reynolds one on Twitter. Josh underscore insights. Odds on coming up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 